Welcome to the Uno Mas podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Kay, daughter of Christ, wife, mom, brand, and social media specialist, strategist, and coach. I invite you to join thousands of other listeners and me each week in elevating your brand, business, and life. With a foundation of faith, I help you create an irresistible brand and a voice to be heard, leveraging social media in the online space to impact individuals, build and scale communities, and develop simple strategies for a thriving and profitable online business. The Uno Mas podcast is here to inspire you to dream, think, and do big. Talking all things faith, family, life, business, and the in-between. Stop feeling overwhelmed, confused, and stuck at a standstill and start feeling confident, productive, and fueled with purpose in your life and business again. All right, friends. So today I have a special guest, Kelsey, coming on to speak with me all about embodying your true potential and purpose. Kelsey is an author. She's a speaker. She's a business and life mentor coach for CEOs. And she really loves to work with those who are impact driven. She helps you optimize and align your business and life, giving you more time, freedom, freedom in general, also financial freedom and power in your life. And when I had the opportunity to really sit down with her, I, I, this girl's energy, I'm just like, I'm obsessed with her. I am obsessed with her. She's that amazing. Her story is powerful. Her purpose is powerful. Her influence is powerful. And we really just talk about embodying that true potential and purpose that we all ultimately have, but some of us might have it on the back burner. So let's go ahead. Let's dive right in. How are you? I'm so excited to have you on the Unomas podcast today. I came across you on Instagram, was completely blown away by the brand that you built on Instagram. And then we had a conversation, found out that we have some similarities as far as you being a Texas girl and moving to Florida. And I have my mom in Florida and family in Florida. And not only that, but just entrepreneurship, building some amazing brands and businesses. And I just thought, what a better person to have a conversation with than you. So thank you so much for taking the time to have this talk with me today and welcome. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. You're so welcome. So one of the first things I definitely want to dive into is, you know, your story. Now you work and mentor and coach CEOs and entrepreneurs. How did you get to this point? Was this something that you've always done? Did you kind of lead yourself here through, you know, just transitioning through life, pivoting through life. So tell me a little bit more about your story and what brought you here today. Yeah, I'll try to tell the condensed version because it's a, it's a very interesting story, but you kind of hit the nail on the head with, with kind of pivoting and following life's journey is really how I got here. I actually, um, have been coaching for 11 years. Um, but prior to coaching, I had about a, a 10 year streak of, really a lot of self-sabotage, um, a lot of drinking, partying. I ended up getting arrested three times and 
that third arrest was kind of my rock bottom that really woke me up. And I actually made a decision in that jail cell that day that I wanted to live because if I would have continued on the path that I was on, I definitely would not be here today. And with that, it was, I just started, I I walked the walk before I talked the talk kind of thing. And so it was me shifting my life and turning my life around. And part of the shifts that I made um, was a a life coaching and, and therapy and also committing to my physical health. And through all those commitments to myself, um, what I found was my true passion in leading other people to do the same. And so it actually started, my coaching journey started in fitness and, you know, working with women and, and I competed in powerlifting. I competed in figure shows and I got to this point with that to where I was like, I am loving the conversations that I'm having with clients that are deeper than the surface level, um, programming and nutrition. And as somebody who still trains every single day, it is deeper than surplus level, but the conversations were not lighting my fire anymore. What was lighting my fire was the questions that I started asking, which I, 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 it, it seems weird to look back now because I was, uh, one of the few people in the industry, in the fitness industry, specifically at this time, asking the questions outside of what was happening with food and workouts. I'm like, What is happening around you? What is occurring? You know, this anxiety. And it was just like opening up this bigger idea of like, maybe this isn't a food problem. Maybe this isn't a a workout problem. Maybe this is something deeper. And so those conversations were really lighting my fire and they came really naturally to me as somebody who had really shifted and, and developed a new identity myself. And so that turned into me offering life coaching services. I got certified in in life coaching, which is kind of funny because it was totally like the the type A, like I need to have letters by my name to to make this real when really like my coaching is, is primarily from my life experience. But anyways, I got certified in life coaching. I started offering that. And then I decided my, my first pivot away from fitness was Um, I would only offer fitness services with life coaching. I wasn't going to just work with a client on that level of workouts and nutrition without uh, being able to address what was happening outside of those things. Um, And then from there, I kind of was like, it's time to release. I don't want to write workout programs anymore. I don't want to tell people what to eat. It just doesn't feel good anymore. And so I honored myself in that pivot And that naturally led to, um, business coaching and working with high achieving, high powered women, because I was just like, I was living this continued rise, this, uh, devotion to, and commitment to myself and my desires. And so with that, people were drawn to that and people started asking me about just building a successful business and how do you do it? And what, and I found that passion in speaking about that and what has been, really a huge value in all of these different businesses that I've had is the development of freedom, being free from your own bullshit, being free from the, the, the path that's been laid before you that you think you're supposed to walk, like being able to break the rules and do things differently. And so that's basically how it developed into me coaching now entrepreneurs and CEOs is that entrepreneurs and, and business owners 
women specifically are so wildly committed to their businesses and they're so wildly committed to consistent growth. And with that, it's also, we have these hiccups that we run into and we have this attachment to building this life and these desires. Um, but we're held back by, you know, our own doubt and our own beliefs and our own fears. And so it's beautiful because now my business has turned into working with these powerful women that can become more powerful. And I do that through the pathway of being the both and, and what that looks like in, in, in my coaching is it is building the better life and the bigger business. It's not taking one from the other, um, because I believe that you can build wild success without mm-hmm. sacrificing yourself. I love that. I absolutely love that. And really what was sitting on my heart when you were telling kind of like the earlier years and how you started in coaching, even if it was in fitness is I feel like there's this commonality with coaches, whether it's coaching in real estate, coaching in fitness, coaching in life, coaching in business. It's almost as that is if when we jump into this arena we were lacking something ourselves before, like in your case, I wanted to ask you, like, did you have that life coach at the time asking you those deeper questions in order to have your mindset pivoted and shift and really ultimately transformed into this new direction in life? Because if not, it's almost like you embodied that yourself you became that person. Cause even like you said, in fitness, you were the one person in the industry. And you really didn't see a lot of people doing that, asking those deeper questions. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you want to get fit, but why? Like, where's this stemming from? Where's this rooted like desire coming from? Because we all know sometimes people can start off with, Hey, I just need to lose a couple pounds or I need to, I want to tone up. I actually want to gain weight. I want to build muscle. And then they become habitually almost addicted to the process, which then in turn can become really unhealthy. So it's like, I love that. It's almost as if you were lacking that yourself in your life, which caused you to go in these, you know, spirals. And in your case, a little bit out of control to finally waking up and saying, no, I need to get a handle on this. I want to control myself. And I want to do this in a way that feels right and healthy to me. And then you've transformed and evolved into like, all these amazing things. Is that kind of right? Cause I'm seeing this pattern with coaches. That's what we, we end up lacking something that ends up later becoming our profession because it's like, we need to fill that gap. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. That. I yeah. love that. It's I actually, so cool. I wrote, I wrote something recently. Um, and it was basically, and I, I wrote about this in my book as well, but, uh, I, the statement was a dirty jailhouse mirror changed my life. So I became one. Ah, I love that becoming, becoming the people that we wish we would have had or becoming the leaders that we see uh, the type of leader that we, we feel like there is a gap or there is something missing. And I, I just really, I really take a stand for the, the core value of that freedom and that we can be and become anything that we really want to be. And that's Mm -hmm. why I love working with business owners is because they are committed to that growth. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's about opening up that bigger vision of like, yes, I see that you're committed to this business, but what would happen to your business if you also wildly committed to yourself? Mm -hmm. 
So true. It's so true. And I love that. So, you know, as business owners building brands on social media, exactly why I found you, I wanted to kind of talk about that because we both work with female boss babes, entrepreneurs, CEOs, you know, in a bunch of different industries and building online looks different for everybody. And, you know, as coaches, we can give our best advice of what's worked for us and many clients or whatnot. But I love kind of seeing what's working for different people, you know, because what works for me might not work for you and what's working for you might not work for me. So how have you leveraged social media? Because by the way, if you're listening, you need to go check out her Instagram because her Instagram is filled with content and value. And it's just, it's beautiful, beautiful family too. I'm like always looking at your pictures. I'm like, I want to be in Florida on the beach. (laughs) It's so beautiful. Uh, But how have you really leveraged social media for your brand, your business to really connect and build that deeper rooted, you know, relationship with your following. Mm, I think that you just said it best. I think it's prioritizing connection is what I've always done for me. Um, I have never outsourced, um, any sort of like lead generation, like you get me and my DMS. Um, and it's very interesting because even through all the pivots that we discussed here, you know, a lot of people have continued to follow me, even if they're not ideal clients. And there's part of us that say as business owners, okay, well, you don't want an audience of ideal clients, but at the end of the day, I care deeply about my impact over what my income is. And so, yes, I can build a a successful business, but what if I could build a successful business and influence people that may not be ideal clients too? So I think that the, the way that I've really used social media and the reason why I've been able to develop the following that I have and even maintain that through pivots is by always sharing my truth, by always telling the story of what's going on. I shared a story uh, today about how I burned my whole 2022 strategy for my entire business a couple of days ago. I was like, I don't want to do this, so I'm not going to. And I think that there's so much power in, you know, vulnerability is kind of thrown around a lot, but like I have never shied away from saying the hard things, whether that's calling out bullshit or that's saying like, I'm going through this hard thing and releasing any sort of shame that that was being held around that. Because I think that a lot of times people either have the idea that social media needs to, it's a highlight reel. So it needs to be pretty. And especially as business owners, we want to make sure that we convey this beautiful picture. If you work with me, this is what you get kind of thing. Um, but the connection, there can be a disconnect that's created with that because people want to relate to you. And so for me, it's always been about really just connecting with my people, having conversations and honestly, genuinely caring about the people that are in my audience. Yeah, no, I I absolutely love that. And just, I know that the word authentic is really being used a lot right now. And it's like, Oh my God, I've heard it a million times be authentic. But I mean, there's a reason why people are saying it because it really does work. And one of the things being, you know, in my industry is that I felt like I had to show up every single day. Like I'm an, I'm a social media strategist. Like I need to show up. I need to show up because that's just what I do. And that's what I tell people to do. And then, you know, I just started getting burnt out because not every day did I feel like showing up, you know, some days I'm just hanging out with my family and 
I just want to be with my family, y'all. Like, I just want to sit here in Netflix and chill. I don't want to have to tell you that I'm Netflixing and chilling, you know, like I just want to be there. And so finally I kind of committed to myself that the weekends are off. If I want to post great, if you get posts on the weekends for me, that's like extra special, but I'm not going to stress the fuck out about it anymore. Like I'm just not going to do it. And it took me a while to kind of be okay with that. And it's so funny because I sit here and I tell people all the time, like people's opinions do not pay your bills. So don't even worry about them. But I found myself worried about them, you know, Mm -hmm. um, because I wasn't showing up in the way that I wanted to. So I love that you say just being yourself, you get me, you're not getting anybody else. Like I share my ups, my downs, my, you know, every moment of my life. And that's just what you get. And I love that because let's be real. We all know those accounts where you're like, come on, girl there's more to you than what is happening right here. Right. And it's I'm just telling like, you, like literally if I go to an account and it's all, and this is no shame, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, yeah. if I go to an account and it's all graphics and I can't even see your fucking face, mm-hmm. I'm like, I would never follow you. Like, yeah, I just, I, I know this is silly, but like people forget it's a social platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. And it's funny that you say that because if people land on my page, it's all it. I use my bitmoji a lot. Like she came in this year with my, my graphics. Um, but I mean, I do a ton of reels and in order to do reels, you have to show your face. It's like the cover photo, that's right. the graphic. but, um, I would have never brought her in, but here's the funny thing about her is I did, I did her once on a photo. Like I didn't want to show my face for that day. I was like, I just don't even feel like putting my face on social media right now. So I grabbed my little bitmoji character. I was like, you're good enough. You're a little mini me. Like you're just the caricature of me. So I put her on there and so many people reached out to me like, Oh my God, I love her. She's like this other side of your personality. She's so fun. And so I took that as like, maybe she's a way for me to show up without having to show up necessarily. So then I started using her. So she's in all of my cover photos and all of my graphics now, but you're right. A lot of my stuff is real. So even though the cover photo is the graphic, if you go to my page, it's like all her, but if you actually watch the videos, it's me. And I have this, I have this confliction with a lot of clients all the time. Like, do I have to show my face? No, but if at the end of the day, people are working with you, like you are the person they're working with. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Like totally. Uh, or you need to just go work in a real t- retail store or something like that, where they don't have to deal with you, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a, but I love that. You're absolutely right. I can't stand. It's almost like calling a company and it's like, you're pressing zero a million times. It's like, can I freaking just get to a person? Can I just oh talk to a God. person? That's, a, that's exactly. <laughs> like, that's exactly. Slamming my phone. Like, damn it. I just need a human. My husband's like, just be patient. I'm like zero. <laughs> just let me talk to somebody. <laughs> Seriously. But then and the, and if you think okay. about that again, it, like it's a social platform. We're all there to connect with people. Like there's something beautiful about like, the like collaboration and connection and like genuine, like overlap of like, we have this in common or this is, yeah. and like, 
we forget that like, that's how businesses were built. Like yeah. that's the, the old school, like networking that all of us have forgotten about is like, yeah. that's how things were done. It wasn't based mm-hmm. upon follows and likes. It was p- two people coming together to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were forced to have conversations back in the day, like hello, door to door sales. Like you would actually right? have to knock and talk to people in order to form yes. a connection. It wasn't yes. just send a message and like run away and see if I get a response. It's like, yeah. It's like doorbell dashing or something like, I'm going to ring the doorbell and dip. <laughs> like, Seriously. But that's, that's the, the thing is, is that like, when it comes to social media, I think if people are passive with it, they should expect that same result. You know, Ooh. I think that the, and that's, that's the coaching industry in general too. Like yeah. there's so much passivity that it's like being the, uh, the, the undertone is like, or, mm. or the, the tone of it is I'm setting boundaries. The undertone is like, I don't really want to have to do anything. And I'm not here for any of that either. I think mm. that, you know, people are so obsessed with passivity and not having to do anything that they have this false sense of reality or these unrealistic expectations about, you know, what, what needs to be done to actually create results. So true. So true. So let's talk about that. What needs to be done. Let's talk about like daily habits of Mm -hmm. you, you know, your CEO-ness, your entrepreneurship, you're a mom, you're a wife, you run a business, you coach clients. So you've got a lot of responsibility on your plate. And I said to you, I said this to you before we started recording, I get asked this question all the time, especially when I was, um, really deep into the network marketing industry and had a very big team. I had a lot of people ask me, what does your average day look like? And I'm like, my answer is probably going to disappoint you because it's different. There's no, I mean, I have things that I need to get done every day, but it's different every day, but that's not always the case for everybody. So what is your, what's your day-to-day look like? What are the habits you're creating yourself? You know, what disciplines are you creating? Mm, Yeah. So this is like habits and discipline and like resilience are like my jam. So I am still very committed to taking care of myself and prioritizing Mm -hmm. myself. And that is one of the key components, I believe, of a successful business and a successful Mm -hmm. life. Um, So I get up at 5 Mm a.m. I train before my kids get up. Um, and then do all the before. So I have a five-year-old, three-year-old, five-month-old. Um, God bless you. <laughs> so, so I work out before they get up, um, and then, you know, proceed to do mom things. And basically my day and my business has been built around my life. And I think mm. that as business owners, that's something that we can all shift is we're so used to building our lives around our businesses because of the conditioning of the nine to five. Mm-hmm. And so I've built my entire business around nap times and school times. And yeah, it's just mm-hmm. like, it's a completely different it's a completely different way of living, but it's just like, um, basically my day to day is, you know, me time in the morning, um, you know, mom time sporadically throughout the day. And then when my kids are at school or, um, napping, like two are sleeping right now, one is in school. Um, so. mine is too. She's well, I don't know. She might be watching a movie, but she's laying down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know how it is, but, um, Yeah. So when, and that's when I take client calls, that's when my, I schedule appointments and I really have chosen to build my business in where my main focuses are coaching and my content. 
And so from that, you know, I have a team that helps with everything else that needs to be done within the business so I can stay in my zone of genius, um, Mm -hmm. but also like live the life that I created my business to live. Mm. I love that. I absolutely love that because I think we beat ourselves up, especially as women, married women and moms. Okay. I think we built, we, we beat ourselves up because we feel like we have to be and do all the things. And realistically we can't, but we also can in balance. Right. And you know, if, if my daughter was not feeling well today because she's home with me 24 seven. I have a 14 year old son. Oh my God, he's 14. I can't, I keep saying that. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe he's 14. I have a 14 year old son and he doesn't take as much responsibility, you know, or attention, I should say. So she does, but if she wasn't feeling good, if you know, toddlers, it's (laughs) you wake up any day and it's a whole new day with them. But if she wasn't feeling good, I wouldn't beat myself up for reaching out to you and saying, Hey, something came up. My daughter's not doing well. I have to reschedule. Now, if you got mad at me or responded in a not accepting way, then that just wasn't perfect. That was an imperfect alignment. It just wasn't intended to happen the way that it was supposed to. Um, I've never been apologetic for my life or the fact that I stay at home with my kids because that's a blip in time. You know, they're only little for so long. So I'm not going to apologize for that. And I understand that things come up last minute, but that also makes me a very understanding entrepreneur. Now there's so many times that it can happen in a row before I'm like, okay, get it together. You know, get your shit together. (laughs) Now it's time to hire somebody to help you out. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I love that you say that you work it around your schedule because that's exactly how I built it. I mean, with my now 14 year old son, he will tell you, he stayed home with me throughout building my entire business over the past years. And eight of those years were not successful. They were really hard, but Mm -hmm. he saw me do it. And with him during nap times and play times, and he helped me package things and do all, do all the things that I had to do back in the day to make a a dollar by way. But you know, it was was what it was and you learn and you grow from it. So I love that you say that. And I hope those were listening. We're just like, okay. I can build it around my lifestyle and I don't have yeah. to stress out about it. So mm-hmm. thank you for mm-hmm. that. Cause I think we need to hear that a little bit more and not beat ourselves up over that. Yeah. So. Yeah. We all need that, that, that permission of, and, and honestly, like I am big on like the both and, like I said, mm-hmm. and like the belief that like we can have it all. It's just redefining like what is having it all to you. You know, because if you believe in it's all obviously rooted in our beliefs, belief system, if you believe that X is required to build a successful business and X is not available to you in your current reality, then you're setting yourself up to fail. And so that's why it's like, what is your current reality? What are the things that you desire? And then asking yourself the question, and this is what Mm -hmm. I tell a lot of clients that it's no longer obstacles don't really exist. It's Mm -hmm. how can I, it's never, I can't, it's how can I with anything that you want to do? Because then it becomes, okay, how can I have three kids and have multiple businesses. I can ask for a lot of help. I can Mm -hmm. make sure my kids are on schedule so we can Mm -hmm. all be where we need to be at the same time. Um, And a a big thing I think for moms too, is like that I really had to go through, especially with my third 
is like releasing this idea of like what being successful or professional looks like. Like my baby is on a lot of my client calls because Mm -hmm. she's five months old. So she's not on an exact schedule at this point. Mm -hmm. So sometimes she's awake and I'm not going to be like, Oh, I can't coach because I have a baby. I breastfeed on my calls. Like I, I, it's the same. It's just like, I did the same thing being unapologetic and just saying like, I'm going to build this no matter what. And I'm going to build it in a way that is aligned with the life that I actually want to live. Yeah. That's so funny because it just makes me think I'm, I'm right now in a year long mastermind for six and seven figures six and seven figure earners. So it's a very high level mastermind. Some of these people make way more bucks than I do, but we're all very successful. And it's in the evening right before nap time or right before bedtime. So it's like her most active hour. Cause it's like, I got to get all the energy out before I actually crash for the night. So she is just chaos in the background while I'm on this mastermind and I'm turning my camera on, turning it off. I'm turning it up, like turning it off when I'm like, stop it. And then turning it back on when everything is great, but she's still going crazy in the background. And every single time I swear the guy that leads it, he's like, can we just give Whitney some extra love because she is just doing it all. She's showing up, she's committed and she's momming in the background I'm like, thanks. <laughs> like, you know, but it's, it is what it is. And it's like, but here's the most powerful thing. And my son today, I really think this is why he is the way that he is. Cause he's invested in crypto. He's got a very entrepreneurial mind. He's like doing YouTube. He's trying, like, he's trying all these ways to like monetize his platforms. Right. And I'm like, Oh Lord Jesus, not this early, but that's okay. I'm good. for. <laughs> well, let's do it. You want to monetize? Let's learn now. But I think it's because he saw me all growing up, you know, me doing my thing and leveraging social media and just seeing ways that I can monetize my day-to-day life, you know, like there's no shame in that, but I think it's taught him these disciplines of entrepreneurship and to seek out opportunities and to ask yourself, is this door open and can I do this? And like you said, yes, we can do anything that we put our mind to. But, but I think the key thing is, is giving ourselves grace in moments where we realize, okay, I might be biting off a little bit more than I can chew right now. Let me pump the brakes a little bit. Like you don't have to be everything that society expects you to be at that moment. If you can't do it at that moment, just pump the brakes, you'll figure it out. And then you'll step into it when that time is right. So Mm, yeah. Such yeah. a good conversation. I feel like yeah. I can talk to you forever about things like this. <laughs> no, seriously. There's such a, there's such a race too. And I think it's really relevant in entrepreneurship right now to where there's comparison and it's just like, mm. and it's not like, I, I feel like one of the best things that we can do as women who are doing it all mm. is like release the concept of time, like stop yeah. putting so much pressure on yourself. Oh, gosh, yes. It's like, you know, if you have that seven figure goal, beautiful, like you'll get there. But I always say to clients, I'm like, do you ever, have you ever hit a goal and you've gotten there and you're like, well, fuck that too, too long. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I always used to say, never change the goal, change the date. Like you can always change the date, but don't get in the habit of giving yourself that excuse because then you'll never hit the goal. So there's like, right. There's like two parts to that. Like, I'm always like, okay, 
I didn't hit it right now. That's perfectly fine. The goal is still the same. I just need to push back the date a little bit. But if you're not disciplined, as we're talking about, you can get in the habit of continuously pushing out that goal and ultimately never achieving it. So, right. And there's, there's a difference in removing pressure to where you are flowing from Mm. a place of desire versus forcing. Yeah. Then there is like you just straight up not addressing or not taking an honest inventory of what's happening. Exactly. Oh my gosh. This is so good. We need to probably have a part two because we could probably keep going and going and going, but so much value. I love hearing your story, Kelsey. I love hearing how you're leveraging social media. I love hearing that you have specific disciplines in your, your health and your family and all of that's your core discipline. And then your coaching, you know, and that you make it work by weaving it in and out of your life, the way that life presents itself to you every single day. And I just, I love that. And I love following you. I love the content, the value you're sharing. So I want to make sure that my community that's listening right now is seriously plugged in, like getting a direct IV line straight to you. So like, how can people stay connected? What do you have going? Do you have anything going on? Like events, course, masterclass, coaching opportunities, like tell us all the things so we can stay plugged into you. Yeah. So, um, private coaching is something that I do. I have, um, a couple of masterminds. So really that's just development through connection and conversation to see if somebody is a right fit and and Mm -hmm. we're a right fit for each other. Um, so those very base, those spaces vary on, um, what's, what's available and what's not. So that you can just DM me on Instagram for, um, or there's a link in my bio for an application for mentorship. Um, a great place to join if you just want to plug into my world is obviously Instagram, but also I have what's called CEO Power Hour. And this is something that I started locally um, in my community, and now I'm bringing it virtual um, as of this month. So CEO Power Hour is like a meeting of the minds. It is Mm. networking and coaching mixed together. So it is an opportunity for women to come together, be in a room um, and, you know, connect with each other, but also get coaching from me. So it's almost like a mini version of like hot seat coaching and mastermind. And it's just Mm. really powerful. Uh, They cut, you come in, you bring, you know, your biggest goal, your biggest desire, your biggest obstacle or anything, any questions that you have and just get to get some some free coaching and, um, feel into the energy of the room and see, you know, how you feel about my coaching and actually get some takeaways to go and implement into your life and your business. Oh my gosh. That sounds like so much fun. First of all, I love power hours. I do them all the time. And there's something really powerful about virtual community, co-working coaching sessions. Um, because like you said, even though you might just show up and be listening you can get so many takeaways from how you might be coaching somebody else. Right. Um, and I love that collaborative, you know, connection that you're creating and just that opportunity for us to kind of jump in. That sounds like a lot of fun. So, um, I just want to thank you again for coming in today, having a really good conversation and hopefully we can do it again soon. Yeah, this was super fun. Thank you so much. Hey, hey, friends. 
Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to another Uno Moss podcast. How can you support me moving forward? Head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me your review. It's your reviews that matter most. And I want to hear how much you are loving not only this episode, but this podcast in general. And then if you are ready to build, launch, and scale a successful and thriving social selling business, then you want to join me over in the Savvy VIP community. Head on over to socialsavvyinfluencer.com and learn all about how you can get started for $1 today to check out this amazing community intended for female entrepreneurs ready to level up in their business and their life and join me in your journey to building, launching, and scaling your successful online and digital business. I'll see you on the inside. 